welcome back to the 2020 Vasculitis Guidelines Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Putman, and I'm excited today to be talking to you about this new podcast series with Joyce Coleman, the Executive Director of the Vasculitis Foundation. In case you're just tuning in, this is a podcast series from the Vasculitis Foundation, where I'll be reviewing the 2020 ACR VF sponsored vasculitis guidelines and discussing the updated recommendations with one of the main authors of each guideline document. Today, we have a great episode to kind of lay the foundation and talk about what went into this. So with that, I'd like to introduce Joyce Coleman. Hi, Joyce. Thank you for coming. Hi, Mike. Thanks so much for the invitation. Oh, well, it's, a, it's an honor to have you on the podcast, and I, I'm looking forward to just getting some background from you about uh, the creation of these guideline projects, what they mean for patients, and a lot of things like that today. My first question for you really was about why the Vasculitis Foundation decided to fund a guideline project in the first place. What were your thoughts on kicking this all off? So the VEF decided to fund the guideline project because we realized it's a critically important initiative for our patients. These are the first ever guidelines created for any of the forms of vasculitis. And we felt it was very important to have the patient's voice as part of the process. Because vasculitis is so rare, many of the physicians may only see a few cases throughout their entire careers. We can't expect them to be experts in treating the disease. So we hope these guidelines will help them and their patients make informed decisions about the best treatments to choose, or maybe even what treatments are available. I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, all vasculitides are rare diseases and some of them are very, very rare. And so it's hard, I think, for practitioners, including rheumatologists, to always know what the right decision will be. I think we wind up doing this collaboratively and asking a lot of friends, but it helps a lot to have a guideline document so you can kind of get insights from the experts in the field. So, I mean, it just sounds like it was a huge undertaking. What have you, uh, what have you learned from being part of this whole experience? It takes a long time. <laughs> yeah. It takes a lot of a lot of people from our physicians and the scientists and the ACR staff who all participated and came together. You know, the patients who participated in the from the beginning. Um, I just was amazed by how long it took for the process to get done. Yeah, I, I can imagine. How when did it actually start? What was the original date when you conceived of this? You know, I think it started with the literature review committees in 2018, um, gathering the hundreds and hundreds of articles that needed to be reviewed. They pulled in the articles, they assigned teams, you know, who was going to review what, and then all that information had to be compiled. It takes a long time to develop the guidelines. I had no idea. Between the physicians, the scientists, the ACR staff, and our patients who had to review the documents, review all the hundreds of articles from the the journals that they selected, and then um, compiling all that information and determining really what are the best treatments based on the past research. Yeah, I think that's a great thing that guidelines committees and guidelines projects have been doing lately is, is getting patient involvement up front. I think it changes the questions that you ask and kind of puts the focus in, in the right place to kind of make sure that we're, we're addressing the questions that matter for not just physicians who are trying to treat vasculitis, but also for the patients who are being treated for it. So what do, you, what do you think these will mean for patients? I mean, it'll help physicians kind of streamline their process. I mean, you mentioned earlier that it'll help people get treatments. Is that your main focus? Or do you think there's something else that uh, will come from this? I think the guidelines offer hope to our patients that there can be a plan for the treatments that there are treatments even available for treating vasculitis. 
you know, that it's based on scientists and it's based on science and physicians who have really thought about what are the best ways to treat these forms of ascolitis? We're not just guessing in the dark, oh, let's try this. We'll try this now and see how it goes. An important limitation to this whole project is that the guidelines right now are only covering six of the forms of ascolitis. Mm -hmm. And so we are concerned about uh, the need to continue developing guidelines for the other, the other forms that are not covered in this group. Yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you can't do everything all at once. And it sounds like this is already a titanic effort, but uh, there's a lot of worthy vasculitides out there that uh, were would not be necessarily included. Are there specific plans to kind of broaden the reach or is that something that we're going to work on in the future? We're going to have to work on that in the future. And we're thinking about it, are guidelines the best way or should we do uh, recommendations? I think there's been some discussion, but no decisions made. I think that's a question that I actually ask myself often is the role of guidelines and what the best way to try and accomplish the goals of guidelines would be. Our next episode is going to be with Sharon Chung, and I intend to ask her about some of those questions. She was one of the main people who led this effort. So uh, outside of guidelines, because I know this is a big project for the VF, but what else does the Vasculitis Foundation do? What else are you guys involved in right now? So right now, the VF, we're focused on patient education helping patients learn as much as possible about all the different forms of vasculitis so that they can be partners in their treatment. We also fund research on vasculitis through our Vasculitis Patient Powered Research Network, the VPPRN. Um, The network has over 3,500 patients with different forms of vasculitis enrolled in the network. And what we do is we do online uh, studies and surveys with this group. Um, which helps us answer some of the questions that our patients have. Um, Recently, we did a COVID-19 survey uh, with three questions. It was an online survey. Uh, We asked them for three questions, and we had 1,700 responses in less than 24 hours. Um, So we're very interested in doing more of these community polls to find out what are the patients most interested in, what research would they like to see done. Mm We also fund fellowships, um, Mm -hmm. which are critically important because we recognize we need to train the next generation of uh, physicians and scientists in the field of vasculitis. Um, We realize none of us are getting any younger. And so (laughs) (laughs) we need to uh, we need to encourage people to go into the field of vasculitis. Yeah, I think that rheumatology in general is concerned about a shortage of rheumatologists. And if you have a shortage broadly that and within a small subset of rare diseases, that's almost even more impactful in a way to have a shortage of vasculitis people. So I think as someone who's particularly interested in this area and working towards focusing on vasculitis myself, I think that's great to hear and really nice to have help from the VF is getting established and things like that. Right. We'd love to see centers developed in places all across the country and internationally so that patients could be able to find access to physicians who really know how to treat the disease. The centers could do uh, not only clinical care, but they could also participate in research. We could have larger cohorts of patients available to participate in research and clinical trials. I think that will allow us to move the, to move the ball forward on what do we know about vasculitis and how can we learn more and um, you know, help our patients? 
Yeah, absolutely. If this is a good moment to just jump in, usually you plug things at the end, but if you're a young investigator or early stage career investigator out there who wants to work on vasculitis, please reach out to myself or Joyce because we, we are trying to kind of bring everyone like that together. And, and kind of on that note, so both for patients and physicians, how do people get connected to the VF if they want to uh, participate or join or, or just learn more about vasculitis? We consider our website, uh, vasculitisfoundation.org, to be the window on the world for us. So we would love for you to connect with us through the website, contact us form. You can always call the office or, um, you know, reach out through social media to connect with us. I think that's great. It's, it's so important to have a, a patient-facing foundation that also provides physician networking and physician services and things like that. And I know for my vasculitis patients, I'm often directing them your way. And uh, I think a lot of them have gotten a lot from it. So, so thank you for, thank you for doing all of that. I, I think kind of on that note, I just want to ask if there's any last thoughts you'd like to share before we wrap things up. I would just like to thank all the physicians and the scientists and the ACR staff, and especially the patients who participated in the guidelines project. This has been a multi-year project. This has not been a six week, oh, one and done project. We, they have been working on this for a long time. I'd like to thank them for their professionalism and their dedication to seeing it through. Um, we believe that this will change our patients' lives for the better. And so we thank them for their service. Yeah, I think I'd like to echo that. I'm very excited to see these guidelines in print and I think it'll be a great thing for the field. So uh, it's it takes a lot of work from a lot of people who are donating their time to do this. So thank you to all of them. And then thank you to you and the VF and the ACR for putting this together. Um, I'll be looking forward to sharing the guidelines with the guests that we have coming up. Uh, but that concludes this particular podcast. So if you'd like to uh, check out the Vasculitis Foundation, um, go to vasculitisfoundation.org. You can also find them on Twitter at Vasculitis Found. You can find me on Twitter at ebroom and my podcast at ebroom.com. With that, uh, it's been so great talking to you, Joyce. Uh, thank you to all of our listeners and uh, have a great day. Thanks, Mike. Have a great day.